0: And at this time, each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbat, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah of Fairlawn, New Jersey, with thoughts on the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yuden. Good morning, Mayor. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Kiseitzei. Parshas Kiseitzei has the distinction of containing the most mitzvos of any parsha in the Torah. According to the Chinuch it contains 74 mitzvahs. And what a array and selection of mitzvahs. You have the mitzvah of marriage, as well as you have the mitzvah of divorce. And what does that mean, the mitzvah of divorce? It means that if a couple need to get divorced, then the Torah prescribes how it is to be done specifically with a get with a written document. You have in this week's parasha, not only is there a prohibition in our Torah of using false weights and measures, but there's a prohibition in our Torah which says you cannot even have it in your house, in your store. You're never going to use it. You're just going to have it. Just the possession thereof is a negative prohibition. Wow! I'd like to focus on a mitzvah which, as the chinuch tells us, is one of the few biblical mitzvahs that we cannot do today because Sancheirev, the king of Ashur, came and literally mixed up the nations and moved them around So we no longer have a clear identity of who comes from whom. But the Torah tells us in chapter 23, Passover 4, 5, 6, and 7, the Torah tells us of the prohibition of a man from Ammon and Moab marrying into the Jewish people. They can convert And become Jews. But they cannot marry into the Jewish people. And what's the reason for this? The Torah says, Because they did not literally greet you, And extend to you, Lechem and Mayim, Literally bread and water, When you left Egypt. And, in addition, They hired Bilam to attempt to curse you. What's going on here? Did we really need their bread and water? We had the Mun. God nourished us from the heavens. We had the Be'er of Miriam. So we had clear, fresh water as well. Who needed their bread and water? And the answer is not that we needed it they needed to show hakoras hatov, they needed to show appreciation to Avraham. The Torah tells us, back in Parshas Vayera, that when God destroyed the five cities of Sodom and Amorah, he spared and saved Lot because he remembered Avraham. And in the merit of Avraham, Lot was saved. Ammon and Moab are the children of Lot. And therefore, menschlichkeit, basic decency, demanded that they reciprocate in kind. And so when we left Egypt, we were needy, the former slaves, they should have come and offered us, minimally, bread and water. The fact that they did not shows such a character flaw that the Torah says they are not to marry into the Jewish people. Now this is such an important concept that we are to realize that the 561st mitzvah is really telling us that we are to make sure that we refine our character and that we are ever makir tov we're ever appreciative of those who extend kindness to us and so I'd like to share with you some of the ideas that Rab Nevensol Shlita, in his essay on Parshas Kisetse, highlights the fact that, wait a minute, the 611th mitzvah is for us, to emulate God. And so, let's take a look. Hashem gives reward even for those who didn't do the act, but that was their intention to do the act. And so, as we find in the Gemara Kedushin, Mem Amaral of 40a, the Talmud teaches, Machshava Tova HaKadosh Baruch Hu If a person has a good intention, so God literally... Looks upon that intent that they wanted to do as if the person actually did it. I know of a case where somebody literally set their alarm and they were to get up early and go to the airport in order to pick up people arriving early at the airport and the alarm malfunctioned, they didn't hear it. They felt terrible, understandably. But the idea is, we, the beneficiaries, or the potential beneficiaries, have to be thankful even for their intent, for their wanting to come, for their willingness to come. What did we have two weeks ago, when the Torah speaks about the mitzvah of tzedakah. So the Torah says, ki beglala davar hazeh, because of your giving, The word davar is not only because of this matter, but oftentimes the rabbis interpret the term davar as dibur. What if I really don't have money at this time to give the poor person, but I give him my dibur? I give him encouraging talk, I give him a sense of, a boost in terms of his morale, telling him I wish him well, etc. That too, your person gets reward for. And Again, listen carefully. What do you find in this week's parasha among the 74 mitzvahs? You have in chapter 24, Pasuk 19, the mitzvah of shikha, One of those interesting mitzvahs you can never prepare for. A person forgets a sheaf in the field. Torah says, Oh no, Don't go back, don't send your kid to go get it, leave it for the poor. You can't intentionally forget to leave a bundle in the field. Look at the Rashi, chapter 24, verse 19, that a person is getting benefit even though there was no intent when he left the sheaf in the field. Comes along Rashi that, what's the case here? You have a situation whereby... A person didn't realize that he or she had a hole in their pocket. They come home and they say, oh my goodness, I lost $20. And they might even bemoan the fact that they lost $20, not having been aware of the hole in their pocket. But what happened? Umatsa'oni v'nisparnes b'a. God knows that a poor person who hasn't had a hot meal in a day or two finds the twenty dollars, goes and gets him or herself that hot meal. Hareum is God gives reward for that, even though it was not your intent. And so we see what kind of a generous, easy mocker Hashem is when it comes to giving schar. And we have to learn from Him. And rather than say, well, the person was going anyway, so I really don't have to thank him, and my being with them was good, yeah, you can come up with all kinds of reasons why you shouldn't be makir tov. And the Torah is teaching us just the opposite. You are to be a makir tov. And learn from Moshe Rabbeinu, when the daughters of Yisro say to their dad, how is it that we got home early today? Because... A Egyptian man saved us from the shepherds who normally bullied us. They said, Ish Mitzri, MiYado Yadoroim. An Egyptian man saved us from the shepherds. At first glance, they're referring to Moshe. But when the daughters of Yisrael said thank you to Moshe, Moshe said to them, Wait a minute, don't thank me. Thank the Ish Mitzri. Thank the Egyptian that if you remember, in the early part of the book of Shmos, beat the Jew that Moshe then killed, and because Moshe killed him, it became known to Paro, and Moshe had to run away, and that's why I'm here. So don't thank me, thank the cause of why I am here. Amazing. So what do we see? That Amon and Moab, on the one hand who unfortunately did not have hakoras Hatov to Avram Avinu. And contrast this with King Shaul, the first king, who when he went to fight against Amalek, he advises the descendants of Yisro. He says, leave the proximity of Amalek, because we're going to destroy Amalek and we don't want to kill you out, again, in recognition of the HaKoros HaTov that Yisro did for Moshe. And the idea is that each and every one of us should focus on how much HaKoros HaTov we owe our teachers. Really, think about it. Schools yeshivos would be in much better shape if the alumni showed more hakoras hatov for the institution that gave them the education all along the way. And how much hakoras hatov do we owe our spouses? And this is something which is so significant. Note, says Rav Nevinsoll, In chapter one, the Navi Yirmiyot chastises the nation of Israel, saying that because of their sins, there will be a Hurban to Yerushalayim and the Mikdash. But at the very beginning of chapter two, God, even at such a time, never forgets Komar Hashem, Chesed Niurach. I remember literally the kindness of your youth. Avas Klu the love at the time of our marriage. Lechtek Akarai Bamidbor, marriage being there, yet see us and Kabola Saturah. And listen carefully. Lechtek Akarai Bamidbor, literally you went after me in a desert, in a land which was not inhabited and one that you could not grow therein, and just think so many couples, unfortunately, forget what each one has done for the other. And that's such an important point. And we are to literally try to give more the more you give to one another, the stronger the relationship is. And I strongly recommend that we say thank you to your children for that which you ask them to do. Teaching them that they should become appreciative of all the things that people do for them. If you are appreciative of What man does for you, you will be appreciative of what Hashem does for you. And unfortunately, the converse is true as well. Hashem loyoda es Yosef Paro, who begins and does not show hakoras HaTov to Yosef, continues and graduates, Mi Hashem loyodati es Hashem. He doesn't know Yosef. He doesn't know God. Say thank you to your spouse for supper. It was delicious. And thank you. And I know you had a hard day. And I appreciate it very much. And say thank you to him for putting the kids to sleep. I know you had a hard day. I know you might have enjoyed it. But it was a help to me, etc. Let's close with a beautiful interpretation. In chapter 2 of Hashem says lo tov, heyo Dom levado, it's not good that man should be alone. Says the Ksav Kabbalah, what was man missing? Lo tov, he did not have tov. Tov doesn't only mean it's good for me, but the definition of tov is to share. To give to the next one. You make a bracha of Shechianu when you buy something for yourself. You make a bracha of Hatovah mitiv when you share with others. What a rich parsha, parshas, kiseitse is, refining our character, especially in the month of Elul, reminding us that we are to be Makir Tov. Of the gifts that Hashem has given us, and this way we can please God, approach Him for the forthcoming year and say, look, I used your gifts wisely please give me an extension and give me more Shabbat Shalom to all